Hey guys, this is Orby from the future. Sort of a sad episode today and I got a little emotional and I remembered you'll hear me talk about Jack Danger at one point and because I was so upset about Franchi and the Super Awesome Pitball Show ending, I didn't finish my thought and I did want to finish that. So you get a little tidbit here. Unfortunately, last night in chat, it came out on the Dead Flip channel that some jerk stole Jack Danger's daughter's picture and copied it and put it on a t-shirt for sale. Now, I believe it was someone else from the Poor Man's Pinball Tribe. I think it was Frieden, uh, I believe, or someone with just a similar name to that. I'm not sure if that's the same person who is uh, who who figured it out, but whoever that was on Jack Danger's channel, thank you so much for figuring that out. And to the jerk face who stole to steal, like, oh, man, people steal Franchi stuff all the time, which is something that drives me nuts, which is the only timely tie-in to this episode that this has. But, wow, to steal from a child and sell their stuff and have the tenacity to link it to Facebook Facebook groups and th not think that the number one pinball promoter on the planet, Jack Danger, wasn't going to hear about it or one of his 21, 22, 23,000. I don't know how many people he has uh, uh, that follow him on Twitter. Like, that's just stupid. So, anyways, Jack Danger, I'm really sorry that that happened to you and, and to your daughter. That's so unfair. Hopefully that person doesn't make a gosh darn penny and they are humbly apologetic. Let's hope it was just, I'm sh I don't know how they could accidentally have stolen someone's, you don't accidentally steal someone's artwork. Like even right now, the reason why the Pinball Nerds podcast trading cards are taking so long is because I have to 100% make sure I have everyone's permission to be on the card and then I have to get the photo credit. These are things are I, I'm learning. So very emotional episode. Uh, get out your tissues. I'm sorry. I love you, Franchi. I love you, Dr. Pin. Hopefully we hear from you guys in the future in some way, shape, or form. Pinball Nerds, enjoy the episode. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 459 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orville Albert, and on today's episode, unfortunately, I have some bad news to bring you, possibly. Uh, if you haven't been on social media and you haven't heard, I'm sure the title uh, spoiled it for you. Um, the Super Awesome Pinball Show will be super awesome no longer. Mr. Christopher Franchi and Dr. Penn have decided for now to call it quits. So this is genuinely like upsetting to me on a number of reasons. Selfishly, I could think, you know, I really wanted to have Dr. Penn on the show. Got to interview Mrs. Penn and Franchi on Pimble Nerds podcast. Now, of course, Dr. Penn hopefully will still be on uh, Mrs. Penn's Pinball podcast. Maybe he'll even have a little bit more time for that. And I should probably turn the volume down on my computer while I'm recording. That would probably be smart, right? Um, speak, speak of him himself. Mr. Franchi is messaging me right now. I was lucky enough to get an official statement from Franchi, and I'm going to start by reading that because that's probably the most important part of this whole thing, okay? So I want to be sure that I could read this first, and uh, Franchi said it was okay. So he said, uh, hey, Albie, that's what he calls me, by the way. Love it. One of my favorite terms of endearment in the pinball world. Can give you a quote, maybe my favorite, probably my favorite. Okay, whenever you do 
uh, and he has this in, in quotes. So whenever you do anything public, you expose yourself to criticism, good and bad. Christian and I have had our fair share of both. But the sad part is most frustration comes from within the podcasting community. We're all on the same team, or at least we should be. But rather than act like a United Nations, it's more like the WWE. Honestly, the pinball community has embraced me for my art, and I couldn't ask for more. I most definitely appreciate and value the love. That being said, I don't do a podcast to get attention or accolades. I do it to give back to the community, and that has given me so much. To use my connections to bridge the gap between pinball creators and hobbyists. Sadly, much due to how our colleagues act, the joy has been sucked out of our efforts, and what we do and how we do it is not easy. We do have plans for some future Sorry, we do have plans for some things in the future, and those details will be revealed soon. We just want to peacefully be part of the pinball community in a positive way, but have to take steps to remove the target on our backs so we can once again enjoy it. I hope people will see the changes we brought to the pinball podcasting to pinball podcasting and how we have influenced others to set up their game and appreciate what we did for that. It's just sad that we have to join other shows like Head to Head and Jason Fowler's as shows closed by their creators due to infighting and trolls. Thanks to all of our listeners for all of the support. It's been a great run. And then he added here as well, we're both just looking forward to using the time it frees up to get work done and in and enjoying life and our families and pets. All right, guys, I'm sorry. I feel like I, I, it's, I know it's not a funeral. No one died. Francie's still going to be around. He's still going to be doing some of the most rad artwork we've ever seen in pinball. I can't wait to see more of his. If you are a pinball manufacturing company and you haven't dialed up Franchi, do that. Do that. Because I think any machine that Franchi does artwork on sells significantly more, not only because the artwork looks great, but just because Franchi's who he is. And honestly, if the Munsters didn't look as rad as it did, would they even sold of many of the Munsters? I don't know. But let's break down a couple of things that Franchi was saying here, and I'm going to dive a little bit deeper than that on the Super Awesome Pinball Shoes Facebook group. But the first thing that I, I didn't want to interrupt while I was reading here, I agreed with a lot of things and in some things, you know, I, 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 I agreed with pretty much most of it, but let's just go through it point by point. So the first part is here is whenever you do anything public, you expose yourself to criticism, good and bad. Well, that part I 100% agree with. Um, and especially like, I, I guess I, I don't, I personally don't know a lot of people criticizing the show that often, especially recently, 
Now, I will start by apologizing. I, he who throws stones in the glass house will break the, the glass on top of the pinball machine. I don't know. Um, I have called people out before, and I've done it rudely when I didn't need to, and I was mean about it when I didn't need to be. And I've called names, and I didn't need to. I could have just used constructive criticism or maybe just not mentioned that podcast or that person, right? And I... I've done that. So moving forward, that's why I've said I don't really want to rank podcasts anymore. Um, for instance, I was just listening to the Eclectic Gamers pinball podcast while I was out walking around. I'm not going to be like, oh, that's the best pinball podcast ever. Actually, it was very high on video game content, which I don't mind. I like to keep my ear to the ground on that sort of stuff. Lets me feel like I kind of know what I'm talking about when I'm talking to, to younger people, especially like, you know, my sons when they're talking about video games. And more importantly, I just love the banter between. Tony and Dennis. So now I do want to say as well, Tony, sorry about the flood that you had. I did want to mention that on today's show uh, as someone who during Hurricane Dorian had the whole basement of their uh, house flood. I know how crappy that is, but I'm glad to hear you've got your sump pump working it and everything's going. But for what I was saying is with the Eclectic Gamers Pinball Podcast, I, I might tell you I really enjoyed their episode, which I do. And I really love all the comparisons that Dennis was making. And I'm only about halfway through it. Just downloaded it and was listening to it while emptying all the sap for my maple syrup with Luke and Leia. But I loved listening to all the comparisons that Dennis was making with uh, his watches. Because on the side, kind of on the side, I do a little bit of comic books, uh, a lot of sports card trading, a lot of non-card sports trading. Um, and you know, just collecting pinball machines is one of my other collections. And he was talking about how in that industry, how they're so far behind. So now the used prices have gone up. And so for instance, I found that interesting. So on today's podcast, I made a note to mention that this before I even knew the super awesome pinball show was ending, by the way, I hadn't even found that out yet. And I don't have to rank the podcast. Maybe they said, maybe uh, Tony or Dennis says something that I don't agree with. Maybe I just don't mention that. Now, if they say something I think they're 100% wrong on, and I can say it in a nice way and, and you know, be constructive without name calling or being rude or making fun of or making a joke at or crack at or saying something or being nice on my podcast and then being rude other places online or something, then that's a good thing, right? But at the same time, we have to be able to call each other out. So, for instance, when the super awesome show, super awesome pinball show got called out for the laugh tracks, I got where Franchi was coming from. He was doing a throwback to like all things retro or cool again, like Three's Company or something like that. It was supposed to be funny. However, he really got grilled over it. And I didn't think that was fair because I thought they were used adequately. I didn't think he went too overboard with them. But I can understand why other people, you know, said, you know, that's... Uh, Seinfeld or something like that, you know, and I love Seinfeld and I want to hear a Seinfeld pinball machine and damn right. If there's a Sam Seinfeld pinball machine, you'd have to have a laugh track because this is part of the show. Right. Um, but something that's not fair is when you're already putting yourself out there as an artist, you're already putting yourself out there as a podcaster because of the success. Think about, Think about Dr. Pin and Franchi. They get 10 times more criticism than I do. If I say something, nobody cares. My show yesterday that I did where I hung out with bees and I still have like this piece of debris, debris on my mic for my cell phone that I got to find the tweezers. I couldn't find them to get rid of it. And you could actually hear like a bee land on my, like no one's that interested in it. If I say something stupid or dumb, someone might message me and be like, 
yeah, you dork, what are you talking about? Or you and probably that person will be Franchi. So thank you, Franchi. Franchi actually has helped me with more corrections on my show than anyone else on the planet. And that was before and or after during him having a podcast. And I felt so very lucky to get to have Franchi on the show. And there's like, literally, there's like a 30 second bit, maybe it's a minute, I don't know, that I would cut out. And that was maybe the part where we mentioned another pinball podcaster. And I just wish, you know, we hadn't. I think Franchi's even probably in the same boat where it was like, you know what, the whole, the whole time he was on, we were positive towards the industry. We were productive. We were critical, but yet, you know, like fair, fair. And maybe through some shade once in a while, like the thing I'm joking about with Ryan C about doing my maple syrup chug. I, I just, I just like joshing around with the guy. I just want to have a relationship. Am I a little annoyed that he doesn't think that the poor man's pinball podcast is the greatest pinball podcast on the planet? Sure. Wait. I, not according to me. That's according to its own tribe members, who I may or may not be one of. Okay. But Christopher Franchi was first and foremost a pinball, a poor man's pinball podcast tribe member as well. And I am bided upon the poor man's pinball podcast blood trio contract. I just made that up. Um, can't wait to have Drew and Ian on possibly tomorrow night, more likely you're not going to hear it till Friday, but I'm going to have them on sometime in the next day or two. We're coordinating that currently. But Franchi, I'm going to miss you. And, and Dr. Pin, I'm going to miss you as well. And Dr. Pin, your, I've talked a lot about Franchi here, but Dr. Pin, your questions were like the perfect balance of, ooh, spiciness. It's a little bit hot. And like, like not being too mean or not grilling them too much. You know what I mean? Like you were... You were just spicy enough that all of the Super Awesome Pinball Show listeners were like, wow, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. Like, yeah, thank you. Wow, he's getting in there deep. We didn't expect – now, maybe not the first few interviews, but just – man, if you were going to go out, if you were going to go out in a flame of glory, think about, like – think about every, like, sports star. They never stop in their highest season, their most goals, their most field goals, their most points, their most cricket bats, whatever it is, their most ping pongs. Okay, they're most wizard modes. They're most Pinbergs. It's like if Keith Elwin had won Pinberg and then just quit. Oh, wait, he didn't quit, but Pinberg quits so, or is gone. I don't want to use the term quit, but Pinberg is gone. So, uh, but let's go back to this statement. I've gone off topic. But the sad part is most of the frustration comes from within the podcasting community. And I, like I said, I am part of probably whatever the heck that is. Uh, he said here, we should be more like the United Nations. I agree. I was a jerk and called out a couple pinball podcasters when I was going through a tough time back in December. And I'm giving both of those pinball podcasters free pinball machines or the option to at least pay for the shipping of the free pinball machines or come pick them up, whichever is easier. And I'm doing that because I feel like it was undeserved. They both of them work tirelessly for the pinball community. and. I was a jerk about it. So, you know, I'm trying to make up for it. We are more like the WWE. And the funny part is Robert Byers is the most like the WWE because he dresses up like every single solitary wrestler. Um, on the This Week's in Pinball Twippy preview video, I, I'll i say, I'll say, I'll toot, I'll toot in my own horn and say that, wow, I think that mine was like the second funniest. But the funniest was by far Robert Byers doing that. Was he doing Ric Flair? He was doing a wrestler. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Go, go watch Top Rope Pinball on Twitch if you haven't yet.
Not ranking him, just saying, go watch it. It's interesting. It's interesting whether he's drinking or not. If he's drinking, you, sometimes you feel like you've got to babysit, but that, that's normally just near the end. And he, he turned out just fine from it. So let's dig in a little bit deeper to Franchi's uh, statement here. Honestly, the pinball community has embraced me for my, my art. Yes, it has. Your art is incredible. And I cannot wait. The first time, it's going to be so weird to meet Franchi because it's like, feel like I've talked to him so much and, and interacted with him like before his podcast, during his podcast, and then, you know, anytime since then. And yet I've never got to buy the man a beer or, or, or dinner or buy some of his products from him live and get him to sign it right in front of me and, and put him to write for Albie, his fifth favorite pinball podcast. Am I your fifth favorite, Franchi? Can I squeak in the top five? I think I, I would like to think I am. I'd like to think I just barely, he's like, oh, your lucky special one lit's gone. You're lucky head-to-head uh, -head pinball's gone, Albie. And you're very lucky uh, that, <laughs> um, who's I think of Jason Fowler's uh, slap saves gone. How could I forget the hockey term? <sighs> I hope people will see the changes we brought to pinball podcasting. Well, I, for one, have been feeling like, wow, my audio game's even worse. I'll tell you that because I truly believe the amount of time and I do want to give credit to Dr. Pim for this as well, because it takes a lot of time to record it. God knows that. But the editing that went into the Christmas episode, especially, will we ever hear a piece of pinball podcasting that is produced more perfectly? Think about that. Think about the words I just said. Will we ever get to hear in our ear holes a piece of pinball podcasting produced more perfectly? And the answer is no. Unless Franchi and Dr. Pim make a comeback. Or who knows? Here's how I see it. I, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong about the Super Awesome Pinball Show. Maybe they change name or maybe the format's different. But I think that I would love to hear Dr. Pim and perhaps even maybe Mrs. Pim would be nice. Or whomever they choose, maybe even myself, maybe in a future episode. I never did get to be on the Super Awesome Pinball Show, and that is a regret. I thought maybe one week when they ran out of the really good people, they would get down to the C or D or even E level uh, pinball media like myself, and they would be like, okay, Arby, come on up to the, or Alby, sorry, come on up to the, the big leagues. Come knock one out of the park. It'll be so satisfying to be on this show, Alby. But it never happened. I had all these jokes I wanted to use on the show. In my head, I fantasized about it and thought about it'd be so neat to be on there and get to talk to Dr. Penn and get to joke around about my experience of sort of kind of meeting him uh, at, at Penberg. We didn't really hang out much. But uh, oh, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you, Dr. Penn. And I know, again, we're going to see you, but I'm going to miss it. I And, man, Franchi... Dr. Pan, if you'd prefer I take this down, I will. But can we just for a few seconds listen to one of my favorite parts? It's just the start of episode 20, season one, and unfortunately the final season perhaps of the Super Awesome Pinball Show. This, uh, this right here, let's get the volume at a reasonable level. This is the first few seconds of episode 20. Can we listen to it with Franchi showing up at Stern? Zero, zero, one, 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 one
Uh, <laughs> Anybody there? Borgie. Hey, buddy, open up. Borg, can't you see me? Oh, my gosh. Even just the sound of Franchi at the start going, <sighs> realizing he's going back to Stern and he, he's, you know, he's going back into work and he's trying to knock on the door. And now all of a sudden, John Borg doesn't see him. And I had to play that for a second just to chill out. I do need to read something off the Super Awesome Pinball Show. Mr. Jason Fowler, of course, formerly of Slapsafe, had something to say. And I just wanted to read it here. And thanks, Jason, for the input. Let me guess that the thankless work, the drama, the strain on friendships, the trolls, the enduring, enduring those with a sense of entitlement of shaping your opinions, content, existence, the jabs you have to endure, when all you wanted to do was to celebrate and promote something you loved and were passionate about, just a hunch. Sorry, buddy. The gravestone is pretty kick-ass, though. I will say this was how it was announced, and and this is not how I found out, but this is how it, this is how it was announced. The super awesome pinball show with a gravestone, 2019 to 2021. So, is it the two-year curse? Do people say that? Now, Ian Haberman of the Poor Men's Pinball Podcast, I actually really, I, I agree with most of what Jason Fowler said there. I do think maybe it's, you know, it's not that cutthroat, at least not for me. Maybe, again, I just have so, I've never got hate mail. I've, I think I've got two emails in three years of doing this. And I'm okay with that. Please don't start messaging me. I don't check them often. I think right now I have messages in my uh, Pinball Nerds Podcast Facebook page that I have to send back to people. And I apologize if you're one of them. I'm not great at writing those people back very often. I'm slightly better at getting back on Facebook, but there's even people on there. I'm two, three, four, five days behind on messages, and I'm sorry. I can't imagine. they. The Super Awesome Pinball Show would get more emails in a week than I will get in, even if I continue to do 10,000 episodes. Now, mine is much more like a blog. There's less editing. But just the time, the preparation, the energy that Franchi put in to doing every single show and Dr. Pin, I don't want, I, I know that Franchi did mostly editing and that's why I'm mentioning that part of it here. And I know we'll also hear Dr. Pin in the future, but Ian uh, Haberman had more of a more realistic view, which is probably closer to how I feel, even though I can see what, where Jason's coming from. I'm probably closer to Ian's view on this, but uh, Ian says, damn, Jason, it's not that bad, that in all capitals. There's always way more good in this hobby than bad. You just need thicker skin and to tell these idiots to F off or frick off. But he uses the other word. Um, just that, just, just my two cents that no one asked for. That's not true, Ian. I love hearing your point of view and I want to hear it more. I assume that this is a case of Franchi and the doctor just being super busy because it's Franchi and the doctor, LOL. I was surprised they kicked ass as much as they did. Your show will be missed, boys. Your show will be missed, boys. And that's probably my favorite comment. And I'm trying to be funny right now because I am. there's nothing serious enough to get emotional about on a pinball podcast. Whoa. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. So it's a pinball podcast. You can go back and listen to all their awesome episodes. And they are. And I will. And I will. They're going to be timeless and live on forever. <sighs> okay, I'm going to try not to go off topic too much. I just, there's more comments here. Uh, Jason Fowler's 
goes on to say, and I don't want to just tell part of the story. So Jason Fowler does respond to Ian and said, there is a lot of good people in this hobby. You are right. Maybe my skin isn't thick enough. I understand when people burn out though, some endure it and press on and some even enjoy that and feed off of it. I just play pinball now and smile. Ian and Jason, you guys are fucking waxing poetic here, man. This is gorgeous. This is, this is, this is the, these guys are the pinball poets. If forever the, if you don't want to come back to podcasting, Jason Fowler, you could always do a, uh, I'm the pinball poet book. I buy it. Ebook. No, make it a physical book. I want to be able to sign it. <sighs> that's coming from a, someone who considers himself an environmentalist. So, you know, that's saying a lot. Ian writes back, Jason Fowler. And that is it. And that, sir, is amazing. And I'm being super happy for you. Burnout is real. I've been burned out since our third episode. And then he put the laughing, crying sign emoji. <laughs> and Jason Fowler did that. And Chris Chandler um, uh, even responded to uh, the pinball show's intern extraordinaire. Wait, is he still there? Wait, isn't Chris with Deep Root, but did he leave? I forget. No, is that someone else? No. I, I'll figure it out. Wait, was that Cause? Wait, is Cause the same person? I'm horrible. Chris Chandler, I'm sorry. Okay, Ian Haberman says, well, just look at your co-host. Can't blame blaming for being burnt out. So the funny part is we at least come full circle there with a Poor Man's Pinball Podcast tribe member getting a little jab in on Ian, uh, Ian and Drew. I don't know if it's a jab on Ian or a jab on Drew, but Drew. Oh, Frick, man, they were here. They did a cool job. Um, just to talk about a little bit of the history of Franchi and I, I don't remember exactly whenever it is that Franchi added me or I added him to Facebook, but I do remember in around the time that Head to Head Pinball called him and they had the friggin' chalupa or get off my lawn or I don't know what it was about, something about Taco Bells and I don't know. And they, they called Franchi at like three and he happened to answer and then gave them some spicy info. And that was like one of the funniest head to head. If you've never heard Franchi with their late night call uh, with Ryan C and, and Marty Robbins, go over there and listen to that. But, oh man, uh, going to miss them. I'm going to miss, them. I just, in my head, like in my head, I thought the pandemic would F off. And in a couple months from now, once we're all vaccinated, I could head down. And I don't know, I thought maybe I could hang out with, I, more importantly than ever going on the show would be getting to hang out with Franchi. Franchi and Jack Danger and I were all supposed to get together and we had uh, not made like hard and fast plans by any means, but we had talked about it a couple times and I really wanted to do it. And I, I ended up getting busy with the sale of my house. I was only a couple hours from them. Um, I think Jack Danger was going to live stream it and we were going to do a live stream from on Franchi's uh Beatles before it got the flood, unfortunately. Was it before it got the flood or after? I don't remember. I did want to say this. Speaking of Jack Danger, unfortunately, some freaking jerk face, and that's what I did call him last night. That's right. I hope this jerk face isn't a uh, Pinball Nerds podcast listener because that's very unbecoming of uh, a Pinball podcast listener. Someone took in... And I was there live. I was just tuning into Dead Flip last night. I had a very short period of time because I was, again, doing maple sap. We have a very small window of, like, two weeks here for me to get all my maple sap for the year. 
and it takes about 45 minutes to go to all 30 trees and by the time I get back I'm cold and my feet are wet and I'm tired and I have to clean tuna or I have to go feed the chickens or I have to go do the goats. I have to do something or, or come record another podcast because first of all, Stranger Things, well, Stern releases the most rad pinball. I'm going to do a top five pinball po- uh, toppers because it's not just Zach the Topper Messiah many that gets to talk about toppers all the time. I'm going to do it for one show. I'm going to channel my mm-hmm. And I'll, uh, I will make my own version of my very favorite, most rad. I'm not going to do like the best or the best selling or the most expensive or the best value. No, no. I'm going to do the most rad pinball toppers on the planet. <sighs> but now I'm going to leave you with a song because I'm really, really, really going to miss Christopher Franchi and Dr. Penn when they are gone. So now Anna Kendrick with her song Cups, which has nothing to do with pinball. But what's the song that came to mind first? Well, I was thinking about how I'm going to miss these guys. So here goes nothing. Going to miss you guys. I got my ticket for the long way round. Two bottles of whiskey for the way. And I sure would like some sweet company. And I'm leaving tomorrow on East Bay. When you're gone, when you're gone, I'm going to miss Franchi when he's gone. I'm going to miss Dr. Pin and all the rad interviews. I'm going to miss Saps when it's gone. When you're gone, when you're gone, who's going to do those rad interviews? When Saps is gone, where am I going to hear my favorite Christmas special podcast? When they're gone, when they're gone, who will eat, sleep, breathe, pinball podcasting?